Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hey, I'm Wing Nation Steve Post. You know, we are proud to be part of the Dean family. Now, we're not the first family of Dean Racing. That would be the Allens, Bobby and Logan and Jacob. And over the course of time, we have had a blast getting to know the Allen family, the first family of Dean Racing. Earlier this year on our television program, we had a great visit with Scruffy Bobby Allen. Joining us from up in the great state of Pennsylvania, team owner of Shark Racing and that driving team that we all love so much. Bobby Allen joins us. Hello, Bobby. Welcome in to Wing Nation. Well, hello. Thank you. Bobby, as we near the end of this season, kind of give us a an assessment of how things have gone for Shark Racing this year for your boys. Well, I, I always look at the good side. I think I think it, it really went well, more than more than maybe some of our results. Uh, Logan did a, uh, a great job. We did a great job. Actually, with Jacob, to learning new racetracks and things he wasn't good at. We were way better in California and, and Skagit at the end of the year. Some of the short tracks, we kind of fumbled around a little bit on the big track. Logan was exceptionally good. But anyway, we figured out a few more things to get to there. And this year, they got a little bit crossed up on setups. And also, our motor program was good, but yet we learned a lot more there. Because I could never run the motors at the right time I felt to run the motors we had. And... Uh, when they came back to uh, Pennsylvania, they've been suffering at Williams Club a little bit. Well, definitely Logan was right there to win both races. Port Royal, Logan was right there to win. And, you know, it presumed it looked like he was going to win, but you don't win until you win and you get your money. Uh, that lap car, they didn't throw the yell in time. He got crashed there. Jacob looked like he had a good second at the end of the race. He moved his wing back and he couldn't get his wing back the other way. And he was pushing. So he was really happy. So we're happy with the end-year results looking into next year, yes. Bobby, we've kind of watched you do this whole World of Outlaw Tours these last seven years, and we were, we talked to Logan about this a few weeks ago. Seven years ago, you guys were piecing things together to try to make things work, and now you're a team that is at the front every single weekend. Did you expect everything to kind of come full circle this quickly, and are you pleased with the direction that you guys are headed in? Well, I'm definitely pleased about it, and actually I thought we'd have it sooner than this. But, but we still are pleased. We were hit and miss in the beginning, and it does take what I figure a good five years. Uh, and one way they're lucky, I'm a guy that's been on the road, raced before, and done this my whole life. But it takes you're not going to have a new team all the way come together and do it this fast. No. But you got it. You got that's why you get a new driver goes with a team like the 41 car or, or Casey Kane's team that they already know what to do at the racetracks, and then the driver can adapt faster. And he's already been a trained driver that goes good somewhere else. And no, I'm really pleased with where we've gone, what the boys have done. Because the very, the very first day, I've been teaching them to do how to do this without me. 
And now I think they're pretty well getting closer and closer to that because when I try to tell them something, they don't want to listen. Well, is, is, is that because they know what they're doing or is that because they're just kids these days? Well, part of it's because they're kids, but they are starting to know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. definitely I try to put them in a direction to go, and they don't want to admit it that week, but, but a couple of weeks later they run that kind of direction and they seem to be better. So I'm, they're closing in. They're getting, they're getting where they won't need me, uh, but they're doing a good job. Bobby, you talked about being on the road. You've done it all your life. But there was a, a hiatus there that it, that you've had, you know, until the boys started racing again. What has it been like being back on the road, traveling with the team, and being such an ample part of it? Because you do know what it's like to be on the road and what it takes to, to make the entire season happen. Well, there's all kind of people. I'm one of them kind of people that like being on the road, like being racing, uh, going to different places. I call myself an addicted race car gambler because we uh, we get sponsored some money, we charge, I, I, I charge, everybody, let, they all like me, so they let me charge uh, to the hilt with everything, and I hope I can pay it back by the end of the year, and, and uh, with their running, and then be able to do it. There you go, there you go. Bobby, one of the things you've talked about, you just talked a little bit to us about a five-year vision, and you've talked also in the past about, you know, having to know what's going on a couple years down the road, is as we sit here in 2021, um, you know, I, I mean, obviously world finals and some other races are coming up, but, but what do you think we need to look at as we look at two years down the road, three years down the road with, with where the world of outlaws and what racing is going on with sprint cars? Well, that's what, that's what I do. I'm pretty good about looking definitely two years. And then you try to look further. You like to see where it's going. What, okay, I got, do I got to get ready for this? Do I got to get ready for a, a change going on? I hope it's not electric motors yet, but do I got to, do I you know, where are we going? Just like right now, uh, by looking ahead and getting the stuff we got right now, they're in a little dilemma with all these parts. So I'm lucky I did look ahead because we've got stuff now to even start the year with if we, uh, uh, if we're short on money or whatever. But, but five years from now, I look at sprint car racing, unless uh, if the COVID thing gets out of the way and with the dirt vision and the things they got going on now, I see it not, getting nothing but be- uh, better. And people always said to me, boy, racing was good back in your day, wasn't it? I said it was good, but it ain't nothing like it is now. Then when they're, they're running them races, the top five guys, they're on kill. The next five guys are on kill where they're running. These guys run hard and tough. They, nobody ever raced this hard. It's so true. And, and you know, you raced in an era with Kinzers and the Paul Pitzers and just those strong guys. And now we talk about how deep the World of Outlaws chart is and how hard it is to win a race with the World of Outlaws. And Logan being in the top three in points the last three years, how much do you still wish that you, as a, the, the driver that we know as Scruffy Allen, how much do you wish you could be back out on that track with those boys? Well, I, I, well, I, I mean, I probably would like that, but I still, I mean, I'm am where I am. I can't change my age, so you know, I am what I am. So I'm, I'm glad I can do it through them. I mean, I wanted to pick your brain just a little bit on another topic. We, you, you follow some other forms of motorsports. You, you of course grew up in karting and you, you, you aspire to be IndyCar racing. I want to talk about Kyle Larson. Okay. Uh, as a guy that watches some NASCAR, as a guy that competes with him in sprint cars, how good is Kyle Larson? Well, I've raced a long time, a lot, a lot of racers. Kyle Larson don't even know how good he is. He, He's one of the best guys I've ever seen run a race car, adapt to every race car there is. And in today's world, everybody has good stuff. The NASCAR guys got good stuff, the modified. I know he gets in a good car, the sprint car. 
yes, he's definitely almost a superhuman, and he don't know, he don't realize he's got, um, excuse me, Sweet said the best. When they ran them midget wing carts, Larson could see way ahead. His vision makes everything slow motion to him when he races, and it has to be something like that. Just like you're talking about me, my vision is I can see ahead on where I'm going, where to be to keep going. Well, uh, and other people's got a, a better vision on when they want to do a business or, or whatever they do or draw, make any drawing. Well, Larson's one of them that's got a vision that when he runs, he thinks everybody should be doing what he's doing, don't understand why he can't. So I think it's way better. In fact, I've done time when I see him when he first started, when he started running NASCAR, I'd watch NASCAR again because I'd, um, you know, it'd be fun to see him get up there and beat these guys. Well, now through the luck of the stuff and the draw, he's got a team that is right there to win. He was good before, but now he's, he's really excelling. So I'm, I'm going to actually tell him, I said, you know what? I'm kind of starting to get bored of watching NASCAR because he wins every race. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And you are right. He doesn't realize what he's doing at the moment. And I kind of want to go back to a time we chatted once before, Bobby, talking about the IndyCar stuff. You said that back then you wish you would have realized more what the sprint car world was doing for you, but you were so laser focused on making it to IndyCar. Now that you're back on the road and getting to to share the stories with people that come up and know the old Scruffy, has it kind of rekindled a fire in you to be able to relive those stories that maybe you kind of missed out on in the moment? Well, I don't try to look at the past. Uh, well, I, I did say this, uh, too. I was lucky. I wanted to be a race driver. Naturally, you want to go to the biggest and best. But I was lucky to be able to live my life and do it the way I wanted to do it. And that was racing. Uh, so I never, I never made it to Indy, but I still, I love what I do. I mean, it's all, I love what I do, and I'm loved that I can do it through the kids and, and uh, whatever, whatever there. Bobby, your story fascinates me because it ties in a little bit with another neat era of racing. I think one of the neatest parts of racing uh, across America was when the Alabama gang, Bobby and, and Donnie Ellison and, and Red Farmer and those guys, I could not imagine what it was like to be at a racetrack and see those guys come down pit road. You actually spent time with the Allisons, and you you both were you both were Florida. They went to Birmingham. You went to Pennsylvania. Was there ever consideration of you to go to to go to Alabama or to do something else, or were you just destined to go to Pennsylvania? Well, they were a few years ahead of me, but they would go to Alabama to run their modified, to run stock cars, and go run NASCAR. My my goal was the time because I grew up with Jim Rathman to go to Indianapolis. Uh, I'm probably glad I didn't because I, I look at all them pictures and I look back at the guys who were my like heroes back then, Herterbees, Pernelli Jones, Boyd, all them guys, and their heads stuck two foot out of the cages. You were lucky you didn't get killed right then. So I'm lucky to live what I do and what I've got, got done. There's no doubt about it. It's so true. Bobby, being in Florida, what made you come to Pennsylvania? What made you kind of land there and really get into the sprint car scene? Well, Jim Rathman had a shop down there. My dad was a racer to, around Bill France and stuff, and they bought these things called half midgets, and we'd race them. And Jim Rathman was the one that sold and ran them. So I, through him and looking at IndyCars, the stuff, that made me want to do it. And at that time, you had to be 21 years old. Uh, that was a step. Midget sprint cars, that was a stepping goal to go to the Indianapolis car. But you had to be 21. Well, I, I wasn't 21 yet then. And when, since the first year I got to be 21, um, I went and ran four months where it rained out about every week. They only ran once a week. I could hardly make a living because I was already making a living racing the cars in Pennsylvania. And I didn't like being told what I could do and couldn't do. So then I just went back to running sprint cars and, and doing it. At that time, you had to 
you know, USAC was a deal and the whole thing. So I went back to running uh, my sprint cars around there and, and, and making a living at it and doing it. Bobby, this year when we rolled into Knoxville, you guys rolled out some throwback paint schemes. Uh, just uh, beautiful looking cars. What was that like for you, not only maybe in the design, design and development, but see those cars on the racetrack? Well, it, it was nice. I actually think it meant more to the boys. They 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 felt like, you know, they were, uh, uh, you know, it made them feel like maybe they were part of me, part of that way there. Me, uh, I'm kind of one that ain't the best on that stuff. My deal was, naturally, as you know it, when we first built a car, we painted all up, and I'd actually win the car show. But once we got running, uh, then it, whatever it was, I'd buy pistons or cranks or whatever. I, I didn't care about it because I didn't have big sponsors. With, what I thought was pretty is when the car was passing, everybody going down the straightaway. You could sit there with all the chrome on. If it wasn't one of the races, the heck with it. But now today, you keep everybody happy. You got to have it all shined up and really looking good. But no, they did a good job with the cars. That's how they looked back then. So a lot made a lot of people from that era happy. I can tell you that. It's true. It was definitely cool to see that car run out. And then, of course, the helmet, the suits, everything that they put together. It was awesome to see it at Knoxville. Bobby, looking ahead, you know, you talked about a two-year plan with motors and all that. What do you what do you want from these boys? You know, what what do you want their legacy to kind of live? Is there you want a championship in the next two years? What do you see for shark racing? Well, definitely for shark racing, naturally I want them to win more races. I do see a championship. I I mean, naturally, so does the other teams, but uh and, and it, it will be that way. But I'm actually working hard for us to get ready now for next year that I see uh that maybe we got a big possibility of a championship, the best all I've ever had, as long as we got the money behind us to do what I need to do. I actually figure it's going to be an awesome year. So does the other teams, but we'll find out at the end of the year. So while Bobby Allen is a Hall of Famer, his grandson, Logan Schuhart, has done amazing things. As a matter of fact, late this year, Logan tied his grandfather, Bobby, on the win tally total for the World of Outlaws with 30 wins. We had a chance earlier this year to catch up with Logan Schuhart. I know that World of Outlaw drivers and teams are used to the gypsy lifestyle, but it has got to be nice to get back to Pennsylvania and have a little bit of time staying in Pennsylvania with racing there over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. We got a big race coming up this weekend, the Williams Grove National Open. It's always always great to be here for that. You know, lots of friends and family, but then one of our, our bigger races of the year. So a lot of nostalgia to that race, uh, but it's just nice to be here. You know, after Knoxville, uh, after the Nationals, we, we start traveling a lot. You know, we hang out in the Dakotas for a few weeks. But uh, after that, it's a lot of driving and um, a lot of racing. And then all of a sudden, it, it slows way down. So uh, we just got back from California. Uh, you know, dirt, like I said, drove 2,800 miles in the last week to, to get here back to shark racing. And uh, it's just it's nice to be here, be home, see family, and uh, just hang out in the nice weather. It's beautiful here. Logan, these next few weeks, is there more pressure on your plate because you are from Pennsylvania and you want to do well here? Or does it not really matter anymore because you've been on this circuit for seven years now? Is there pressure that you put on yourself each and every week? Or does this these next few weeks hold a little bit more than any other typical race would? Um, I feel like they're, you know, now at this point in my career, just the way I, you know, just being on the road for a little while, I feel like they all feel the same. You know, I know it's a, a bigger race and but I go out and I try to win every one of them you know they all mean a lot to me every word about Outlaw win that you can you know we're able to accomplish it's just it's, they're hard so 
Uh, I'm waiting to, to get one of those, um, you know, crown jewels. Um, you know, we're lucky, fortunate enough to, to win the Jackson Nationals earlier in the year, which is a, the biggest win in my career. But, uh, you know, the Williams Grove National Opens up there, I always thought of that as, you know, right behind uh, the Knoxville Nationals and the Kings Royal. You know, that was third, that was third on the list. So I'd like to add that uh, to my resume and, and keep working towards that. And we have, you know, a great opportunity this week to make that happen. Logan, I think one of the reasons you've got to feel you have a great opportunity is the performance of the team. When you look at the season, there's six wins. There was one in February, one in May, and then the Jackson Nationals. But the final three wins have all been here or in the month of September. Um, you've got to feel like your car right now. It sounds like you guys are hitting on all eight cylinders. Yeah, all eight, uh, maybe six sometimes. We won uh, Eldora on Friday. Uh, we had a, a rocker shaft break. And um, about 10 laps in, there's a restart with Donnie, and I was running second to him. I was trying to feel like how I could set him up to kind of run in the corner and get a big run on him, and I uh, ran right through the hole of three and four, and uh, it, it lost two cylinders. And I kept looking at the oil pressure gauge, and it looked good, and I thought, you know what, it sounds horrible, but I'm just going to keep running it, you know, especially when we're in a position to win. And, uh, you know, Eldora always gets their slick. It's almost, you know, maybe it could help you to, to lose a few cylinders. So, and it did. I just, you know, I talked to David Gravel and James McFadden and Victory Lane, and uh, they were telling me how they couldn't keep the tires under them. That they, every time they tried to get on the gas, it seemed like the tires would just spin. And I was, I was foot to the floor and, and never lifted. So maybe it helped me in, in a way. But you know, this Shark Racing team has, has done a great job. Uh, you know, I just have to thank Dryden Performance Product for, for all they've done the last few years. Really uh, up this race team and, and brought them to the next level. You know, they're filled with great people. You know, they have a great passion for the sport, great product. And, uh, you know, Shark Racing just, you know, very excited to, to keep growing with them. So they've really helped our race team, you know, in a year that we've struggled at times. We had a tough summer uh, where I felt, you know, all this year we were very fast. I felt like we could have, you know, these wins that we've had in the last few weeks could have could have happened in the summertime. Uh, you know, some second, third place finishes, or in, you know, you know, in July I think we fell out running the top three, you know, five or six times. So those could have been wins, and it's just uh, you know rebounding. You know, our guys working hard and and really not giving up and, and just trying to keep their confidence up, and and they do. So they want to they want to win as much as I do. They got a high level of passion, and we're fortunate up the last few weeks to, to pop off with a few wins. So like I said, I'm hoping to get a few more. Before. Logan, it's awesome that you mentioned that because I think back, we've kind of followed you on this World of Outlaw journey these last seven years. And I remember the stories you used to tell at the beginning, the trailer broke down and things were going wrong and you guys were really on a shoestring budget. Dry Dean comes along seven years later, here you guys are, but you talk about that motor and it was down two cylinders. How much do you pay attention to that kind of stuff and, and making the right decision and not trying to put your team in a bad position by losing a motor or things like that so you can continue to see that success. Yeah, you know, earlier in my career, I probably would have definitely pulled in, especially, you know, if, you know, it would have been tough racing for a win like that. I think even earlier in my career, I would have maybe pushed the issue. Um, but also to have enough experience that I kind of know by how the engine felt to know what, was wrong you know whether it was something catastrophic or if you know something that's not gonna you know hurt the engine too bad that you know, even though i ran with 20 laps with with it broken like that but uh you know i can we could send it back this week and it's pretty much a simple fix it's been really the first few months so fortunate of that but 
you know, as a, as a young driver, you know, you don't, especially on the budget that we've always been on. And uh, like I said, driving has helped us a, a ton, but uh, something that you never want to do, no matter what position you're in, you know, you know, no matter how, um, you know, how much help we have, you know, how many cars are sitting in this garage in the wintertime. Uh, I don't feel like my driving style is going to change a whole lot. I'm never going to be the one that's, you know, going to tear up a whole lot of stuff. It's just not how I was taught. And um, it goes back to, you know, the fundamentals of how I started and, uh, you know, how I was taught to race. No doubt. And you were taught by one of the best, your grandfather, Bobby Allen. Logan, hang in there with us. Everyone stick around. More with Logan Schuhart in just a moment. Team Dryden. Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We are joined on the Hercules Tire Hotline by Logan Schuhart. That Dryden, number one ass from Shark Racing. And Logan, we talked in our first segment a lot about on the racetrack. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about off the racetrack. And I absolutely love your dog, the bulldog, Bubba. And did I see this right? Bubba has his own hero cards now? He does. Uh, my girlfriend, Summer, did a really cool thing. And her and, uh, you know, Wes from the World of Owls, Wes Irwin, uh, he has a Living Like Outlaws page, so make sure you check that out. But he, he donated to her, helped her get some cards, uh, got a little ink pad so he can, uh, what they call it, polygraph them and, uh, for when fans come by. But I believe that she's, uh, she charges $3 for them and uh, uses a little bit to get some more cards. And then the extra all goes, uh, she donates to SPCA. So a cool little thing she has going on, for sure. Well, Bubba isn't little by any means. You definitely nicknamed him correctly. He's a big boy when he walks through the, the infield there. But, Logan, you talk about summer. You guys are on the road all the time. You guys are finally back home. As someone who works with their husband all the time, is when Summer gets home, is she like, all right, bye, Logan, I love you, see you later, I got friends and family I haven't seen in six months, or she's still right there beside you digging all week? She is. You know, we got back at 4 o'clock yesterday. We had uh, all our family members over that we could think of. Uh, you know, it seems like you get back, everybody's, hey, wants to see you, which is awesome. You always want to get back and see everybody. But we had them all over at our house, got to say hi for a little bit, and uh, like I said, you can see I'm back at the race shop today. She's in the T-shirt trailer helping my mom, so we're both back at it. Back at it, back digging, that's for sure. Okay, so now I uh, I kind of snooped around a little bit on Instagram and social media, and I see that Summer is a pampered chef consultant, and some of the food that she has looks spectacular. How does that work on the road? Are you are you, are you, are you indulging on the road? Do you do you, do you, you focus on healthier eating? How does that work? And having someone that's uh, that's really passionately into cooking, that's got to be a real perk being on the road. Yeah, I'm fortunate. You know, Summer, she enjoys cooking. Uh, if it was up to me, I'd, I'd try to eat healthy, but I'm, I'm a fast food kind of guy. Not really, but uh, I guess I'd be trying to get a, you know, Panera bread or something, gets the salads. But I, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot. I can make some eggs and stuff, but she's, she's pretty good at it and she enjoys it. So, um, she, she makes some healthier meals and uh, try, try to stay healthy. Try and stay running, do all that kind of stuff. I got to keep up with you. I see you running all the time. You get me, 
see those posts and like, man, you make me feel lazy. I better go out for for a run. I I, I bet oh, you could. Yeah, I bet you could handle that. That's for sure. I, I I'd be running behind you. I'm sure, Ashley. <laughs> Logan, so now that you guys are home, you've got a few weeks here. Is there something that you guys do while you're home? Is there a place that you guys got to get to? Like, what's the perfect date night now that you're not on the road living out of a motorhome? Uh, we so we have a favorite spot if uh, whenever if you are in town, go to Lincoln Street or Williams Grove, uh, C and D uh, Bar and Grill up the road. Actually, Summer used to work there. Uh, it's a nice little place, and uh, it seems like a lot of family like to go there. But that's one of uh, Summer and I's spot. Uh, we go to we had our first date. Uh, at, a, at a place down the road called Fratelli. It's a really cool Italian restaurant, and so that's one we like to go to also. That is really, really neat. That is for sure. You talk a little bit, and you we, we, we kicked around about the running, the fitness on the road. Um, do you do, How does that work? Is it simply running, or do you find gyms? How do you, how do you balance that, that, that road lifestyle with trying to maintain your fitness? Uh, I keep a few things under the bus but uh, to, to mess around with, but uh, – don't really lift too many weights. I've always been kind of a stalker little guy. It doesn't take much for me if I did lift weights, but kind of get bulky, but I also get fat quick too. So I got I got to keep running, and that that's what I like doing. I like to I like to run. Um, you don't have to think about it a whole lot. You just take off. But uh, in the winter time, I do some kickboxing. I probably actually go to that gym here tonight. There's a cool guy in, in town. It's called Handler Boxing, and uh, do some of that stuff for for something different. But uh, on the road, I like to jump rope. Just anything to get the heart rate up and, and something I feel like it's going to help me as far as racing. All right. Something that's really cool that you guys did at Knoxville that you're bringing back here to Pennsylvania, that incredible, awesome throwback to Scruffy and that car. Talk about what that's like for you, knowing you know that was your grandpa's legacy and you being able to run that and kind of the tradition that that team holds. Yeah, I've, I've watched that car go around the track a, a lot in, in videos, and I you know, watched it, uh, the video of him winning Knoxville uh, so many times, just even this year before the Nationals, knowing how special it was. And uh, it's just really cool that I'm able to have him there with me, you know, still. And, you know, we've been on the road for so long. He's taught me so much as, as far as, you know, you know, lessons that you can teach as a grandfather and then also, you know, the racing um, as far as racing goes and just his attitude about life and how he goes about things and just his no-quit attitude and how he's always been. So, And, and Jake and I are still able to have him at the racetrack to kind of bounce ideas off, talk about things. And, uh, you know, he's at his age, he's, you know, highly involved. You know, he's not just the owner of the team, but he's, um, you know, 100 mile an hour every day talking about racing, talking to other crew chiefs, trying to learn some things and uh, talk about our cars and just, you know, he, he never stopped. So really cool that that's his attitude. I'm able to, to, to work with him every day and uh, to drive a car that, that represents him, that, that he had a lot of success in. And uh, just, like I guess I bring that nostalgia back to the track and, and able to race it again. So I was, I was hoping to do a little better there in August, and, uh, but it's still a good finish. Uh, but maybe we can put the thing in victory lane here in, uh, at home. The other racing member of the Allen family is Jacob Allen. That is Bobby's son. And Jacob has worked so hard at the craft of sprint car racing. Those efforts were rewarded last year at Dodge City Raceway Park, where he scored his first career World of Outlaw win. And we were able to catch up with Jacob right after that victory.
We are going to the Dry Dean hotline, and I know the folks at Dry Dean were happy because, well, they're part of the sprint car world, and the entire sprint car world yes. sighed a huge sigh of relief Friday night from uh, the, the Boot Hill Showdown when this guy scored his career first World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car win. Jacob Allen joins us. Hello, Jacob. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Jacob, what has life been like since about nine, whenever you crossed that finish line on Friday night out in Kansas? What has life been like since then? Uh, pretty refreshing, uh, really. Just, you know, I've, you know, I just spent a lot of time thinking about um, getting that first outlaw win. It seemed like uh, the closer I got, the more I thought about it. And, you know, now I don't have to think about it. So it's like, uh, just kind of like a fresh slate for myself and uh, just still kind of like taking it all in. It's uh, It's been pretty awesome. Jacob, how much, I mean, you kind of hit on it, but how much of a weight do you feel lifted off your shoulders to get that when you've been so close for so long? And, and like how, moving forward, you know, I, I don't know, do you, does it feel somewhat surreal? I mean, I, I won an outlaw race once, that's my claim to fame, and it almost felt surreal for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like I said, like I've just spent so much time thinking about mm-hmm. it, and like, um, you know, when we first got on the Outlaw Tour, it was like, you know, you start racing with them, and like you have no, well, at least for myself, I'm, you know, I'm just speaking for myself. Like, yeah, you have really like no skills, or you know, you're just learning, you know, everything, and you want to win an Outlaw race, but like the reality of it happening. You know, it seems pretty far out until you can, you know, start learning the skills and the things that it's going to take to win. And then once you, I felt like I was adding those things up, like, you know, this year, I felt like I had so many of the pieces to win a race and then get close on top of like, you know, years past of being close and hearing about um, winning my first outlaw race. It was like, just so much has gone into that, that, that time of uh, getting to that point And then, you know, finally accomplishing it. It's just like, wow, like it really did happen. And uh, I don't have to um, dedicate so much of my thought process of just winning my first outlaw race. Now I can kind of just take that for what it, you know, accomplishing that and then moving forward to knowing myself skill set now and what it's taken to get to this point and then go race for you know win you know a second win and so on it's just that that makes so much sense that mm-hmm. really does and it's such a wise approach to it i do want to go back to friday night jacob you know we know we've all lived through the, the you've been through some close calls um the last few laps of that race what was what were the last few laps of that race were you were you what was that like well, I would say um, I was, you know, we did have a caution at half the halfway point. It was a 30-lap race. Um, and, you know, the week before, our, or whenever we ran I-80, I was leading that race, and it was like getting to the halfway. And, you know, at halfway, you start feeling like, or at least for myself at that time, I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, it's getting closer to, you know, possibly getting this, this win. And um, I just kind of, like, wanted to block that out when I thought that on Friday night. Like, I did think, like, all right, like, you've got the first 15. Like, now you got to do the second 15. And 
I was like, you know, I don't want to think about that. Um, I want to think more about hitting my marks and like focusing on the race itself and the, and the racetrack itself by driving the track right and then hitting lap traffic right because like I just didn't want to have my mind off 100% focus on the task that was in front of me. So um, then it did. You know, we ran the the race, and it got to be – I did look up, and it was, like, three to go. And I did have a little bit of a flashback of Stockton kind of thing. I was like, well, I was in this point last year, and I broke down. So, like, yeah, three to go is, like, a short amount of time. But, you know, things can happen pretty fast as well. So that went through my mind. And then when I took the white and I got down the back stretch, I was like – oh, holy shit, like, this is about to happen for me. And, like, I was just so pumped. And when I got the checkered, I could just just feel so refreshed. Like, it was all that time and all that thought just finally, uh, you know, it happened for me. So I was just super stoked and just, like, all I could think to do was, like, yell and, and, and just be pumped. <laughs> for sure. And I think – Everyone in the sprint car community (laughs) was doing the same thing for you. Jacob, every time that Steve and I or Ashley and I or whoever had talked to you throughout the years, whether it be at the track or on one of the shows, you've always maintained such a positive attitude. In all honesty, now looking back, how hard has it been to keep that confidence and know that you were going to get that win like you did on Friday night? It had to be harder than sometimes you maybe let on. Yeah, I mean, I just try to always think about, you know, being positive towards like um you know everybody you know i don't want to sit there and like talk about things that like i don't mind talking about anything with anybody really i mean it doesn't bother me to speak my mind or or speak how i'm feeling by by any means to anybody i don't it doesn't bother me but um i didn't want to be like oh like if somebody comes up and they talk about getting that win or what's going on and I don't want to be like, well, you know, it's really been bothering me. It's really been on my mind. And they have to, like, think, well, I don't know. I just didn't want, like, that kind of vibe, I guess. I just want, you know, people to, you know, believe that I am, like, happy. Like, I, I and I am happy. I'm genuinely happy. I was, I was happy even though it didn't happen. And there was times I ran second. But, like, ultimately, I won the win more than anything in the world. That's what what I try to do each time I go and race and, and yeah, it would, it would definitely uh, eat at me a lot, but I felt like, you know, a a person that's always helped me uh, become more of a positive person has always been like my dad. Like if I ever complained about things or, or started having a bad attitude, he would always like shut me down. And I think that's made me um, stronger as a person to like fight through times where, I started, he would always say, like, oh, you're starting to feel sorry for yourself. Or, like, oh, like, a bad attitude's not going to, like, take you anywhere. So when I felt like I was creating my own negativity or kind of feeling sorry for myself, I just try to turn around and look at the positive and, like, what I could do to make those negative feelings become positive feelings. And I just kind of live, like, through that, really. That's a life lesson, man. Yeah. That has nothing to do with sprint car racing. Uh-huh. I mean, it has everything to do with you, Jacob, and sprint car racing, but you can apply that principle to every aspect of life, mm-hmm. and you're better off for it. So kudos to you. Kudos to your dad. And that's my final question for you here is, 
what did your did your your dad was probably more worried about the second night at, at, at the the racetrack than worried about celebrating that with you. But that had to be a neat moment for him and you to celebrate that win uh, for uh, on Friday night. Yeah, so. You know, that was always a big thing for me as well, not just to win, you know, my first outlaw race, but, like, just to share that moment with my dad in yeah. Victory Lane. Um, I've always, like, man, like, I've got to go to Victory Lane with my dad before, but I've always wanted to be, like, in the world of outlaw Victory Lane with my dad and then, like, be in the history books with my dad as a winner. So uh, that was super – I was super pumped, like, when they – you know, had us taking pictures down there in Victory Lane. I was like, I have to get a picture with my dad. Like, I've always thought about this moment, and, like, I have to have it. So, yeah, super stoked. I mean, my dad's not one to, like, yell or, you know, jump up and down, like, give me, like, the biggest hug and lift me up in the air. I don't even know if he could do that. But, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but I just know how, like, pumped he is. Like, he'll kind of, like, if I'm – walking by the trailer and he's like sitting on his phone text message like he'll look up and like you know kind of pull me aside and like just be real pumped up like he'll start talking a hundred mile an hour like he he shows his emotions in different ways rather than like wow you drove such a great race or this and that like he just starts talking like a hundred mile an hour and <laughs> and just all just rambling off all kinds of stuff so like that's when I realized, like, all right, dad's pretty pumped, and, like, he's pretty pr- uh, proud right now. So, yeah, just, uh, just a great feeling. I mean, I just feel so amazing to uh, share that with my dad and Logan and uh, just to finally accomplish that. Like, you know, you guys could have had me on uh, a week ago and been like, Jake, you're so close to winning that first outlaw race. And, like, I don't ever have to hear that again. I can just <laughs> move, move move forward and just like race and, and, and do my thing. And like I said, I've learned so much more about racing and driving since I started. So to get a second outlaw win should not be the, the same kind of struggle. It should be mm-hmm. much easier, I hope. But yeah, I have so much more of a skill set. I have so much of a better understanding of the, the job that I'm doing on the racetrack. And uh, I just can't wait to see, you know, how things can play out from here on out. I can't wait either. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be awesome. It really, truly is. And uh, the smile of your dad as he looked over your shoulder while you were doing the interview on Dirt Vision said it all. Yep. Uh, you you could tell he's 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 not gonna he's not gonna say many words about it, but you could read it in his eyes and his smile. Jacob, congratulations. Uh, oh, by the way, you know you hate answering that question about when we're going to get the we first hate one. Asking we it. hate asking it too. So we'll never ask you that again. How about that? Is that a deal? We'll never ask you that again. That that sounds awesome. I didn't mind it being asked by any means, but yeah. damn, I'm so glad I don't have to answer yeah. it ever again. Yeah, and we're glad we don't have yeah. to ask it. Congratulations, and best of luck throughout the balance of the season. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Team Dryden.
Now, the Drydeen family is led by Dave Klinger. He is the president of Drydeen, and what an uplifting, great guy he is. Great to hang out with at the racetrack and talk to, and just a wonderful, wonderful person. So earlier this year at the World Finals, we had the chance with our live stage show to catch up with Dave. He was joined by Logan, and they were joined by Aaron Everham and Ashley Strummy. This was our pre-race show for the World Finals. Driding is incredible. We're so thankful for what they do for our sport. There's no doubt about it. Great partners of ours and uh, great partners of, of Logan Shuhart over there in the in the one car. And then, of course, the man behind it all, Dave Klinger. Thanks for joining us today, guys. You're welcome. Thanks for, Glad to thanks be here. for having us. Well, let's start off with this because I think it's the coolest thing this weekend is that one car hanging up across the street over there. That's, that's pretty bad to the bone. Yeah, so, uh, you know, let alone with all the help and support from Dryden, you know, one of our sponsors, NGK Spark Plugs, uh, sponsoring the event this weekend. So that, that's why that car is hanging out over there, and uh, looks like a toy car hanging up over there. It looks kind of weird, but it's cool. <laughs> Dave, we haven't had the chance to talk to you, but I guess through pandemic and us not doing too many live shows, but it's great to see you again. Thank you for all your support. Uh, talk about your perspective of watching what Logan and Jacob and really, you know, what, what they've done this season and all the success they've had. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a great ride. Uh, I know that Logan and I uh, just talked a lot in the last few weeks, and you know he's been tearing it up big time lately. You know, <laughs> the last uh, couple months here, and but he's had a really great season, even in mm -hmm. races that he didn't end up finishing because of uh, some car issues. But when he was on the track, uh, could only imagine where he'd be at right now. Uh, if we didn't have some of those unfortunate mm -hmm. situations at the beginning. But, you know, the whole Shark Racing team, uh, Bobby and Jacob and Logan and the whole crew and the family, it's just uh, fantastic for the brand, for Dryden. It's what we wanted from the very beginning. It's been a great three years, and uh, I look forward to this weekend. It's, uh, I look forward to these guys being in the podium and hopefully <laughs> winning. No doubt about it. You talk about family. Logan, obviously, uh, this most recent win ties you with your grandfather on the win list at 30 wins. What does that mean to you, knowing how enthralled shark racing is into sprint car racing? Yeah, it's uh, pretty wild to me to think that, you know, I can tie somebody like my grandfather. You know, he was a mentor, uh, you know, a hero of mine growing up and, uh, lucky, you know, lucky and fortunate enough to still race with him. Uh, you know, owning the race team, you know, bouncing ideas off of him every night. And um, to me, he'll always be the best in my mind. So to, to, to put my, you know, hear that stat sounds, still sounds really weird to me, and it will for a while. But uh, just fortunate that it's a race with my grandfather, have him by my side, and, uh, you know, say that we won those races together. Absolutely. Dave, Dryden has now been sponsoring shark racing for your years. You've been yeah. really heavy in motorsports the last few years. Talk about what you've gotten back from all of that part, all these partnerships in racing. Obviously, it's going well because we're seeing you more and more places, and, and us yeah. on Wing Nation appreciate your support for us as yes. well. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been definitely uh, noticed a lot uh, around the country. We get a lot of inquiries uh, from race fans that come out of the races, whether it be at the, the sprint level or late model. Uh, even last week, we were the title sponsor yeah. for the World Short Track, mm -hmm. and, you know, I said years back it was all about the fans the grassroots of this sport and i truly believe that uh, you know the folks that uh, are big race fans here in, in this series race series uh, dirt track uh, really are trying true americans and uh you know driving has got that heritage american heritage american-owned company and uh 
it got us notice enough that we recently did a big deal with uh, a national company called Relodyne. Uh, they, we merged together. They're based oh. out of Cincinnati, and we now are national. So we've been working wow. really hard for the last couple of years to really uh, bring on distributors because it's a little frustrating that when people come up to me from Oklahoma and they say, hey, I have a trucking account. I want to buy your product. Where can I get it? We're, we're working on finding the distributor there. Now, with this, doing this deal, uh, within the next six-plus months, anybody that's interested in buying the product uh, on a B2B basis, <coughs> excuse me, not, not uh, retail, but if you have a trucking account, excavating firm, uh, construction, it will be available from Relodyne and uh, from 90 locations and about 30 associates they have. So just being <coughs> doing this and being recognized that this would, this would happen is just absolutely fantastic. That is huge. Yeah. That is absolutely congratu congratulations. Bless them, Chuck. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Logan, obviously, you know, when you see Dryden, like you said, you were here last weekend with the World Short Track Championships. Um, you're on sprint cars. You're on late models. You're, yeah. you're all over the place. Yeah. And it's solely in dirt racing, which is what I love, because you could be in F1. You could be yeah. wherever, and you right. choose dirt racing because – I think our fans speak for themselves. They're the number one supporter of, of brands in the industry. Absolutely. And, Logan, what's it like for you working with Dave? Because he's always the hype man. You know, he's <laughs> always bringing the energy. He's always bringing, <laughs> always. I mean, to know that, like, you're, you're the number one guy out of all these guys. You're, you're the lead on this. Oh, that's awesome. The whole Dryden team, you know, Dave Klinger, since, like you said, since I met them, uh, actually down here in Charlotte in 2018, uh, made me feel like I was ready to, you know, come out at halftime of football. Puff me <laughs> up, like you said. But uh, Al Johnson, Gene Nace, uh, all the Dryden employees. You know, we've had uh, especially the last few weeks uh, at some of our home tracks. We have a lot of employees come out, uh, partners of Dryden, show up to the races, and uh, it, it's been awesome to, to have them there and uh, been a part of uh, Dryden for the last three years. Logan, we talked about your, your 30 wins with the World of Outlaws, and we've talked to you since the beginning of Shark yes. Racing coming on the World of Outlaws, and your team by far is certainly the most improved and, and, and just come leaps and bounds. When you look back at that, how cool is it to see how much your team has grown in, in really every aspect, not just in wins, but in, I mean, look at your equipment and everything, in sponsorships, partnerships. How cool is that for you to see? That's uh, awesome. No doubt, you know, we wouldn't be on this level without our partners of Dryden and uh, C&D Rigging, NGK Spark Plugs, everybody that, you know, helps us get to this level. Uh, our guys, Ron Helmick, Ben Whitman, uh, Tyler Garber, Jack Eckert, Brendan Collum, that, that work their butts off. Bill, everything he does behind the scenes and, and gets his team where it needs to be. And uh, it's definitely take leaps and bounds of where it was just in a, in a few years. And a um, little bit of a letdown from what we had last year. You know, we expected or wanted to be a little bit better this year, but uh, the summertime was a little tough on us, but we, we've come on strong here at the end of the year. Um, I've, I think we've had two races outside of the top five in the last, since from September 1. So it's been, it's been really well. We've been in the, you know, on the podium, second place finishes, and uh, knocked out four or five wins here at the end of the year. So hope we can end uh, the weekend strong in 2021. Dave, I kind of want to piggyback off of that because, you know, like Aaron said, we've watched shark racing from the very beginning when trailers were breaking down and the, the craziness that they dealt with to make sure they could make it to the next track. It's, it's definitely that feel-good story. And then you guys come along and bring their program up to the next notch and the next level, and then Logan's doing what he's doing. How does it feel to be a part of that? Because I know it's such a family when it boils right down to it. Oh, it, it's just um, an absolutely 
amazing feeling inside knowing again where we started having announcements outside the track here a few years back when this all started and uh you know i just remember when we did the deal at our co corporate headquarters um and announced initially the first two half year it was just logan you know then we went to shark racing with uh jacob as well and you know i got into this because of you know being a big fan of bobby allen and uh, uh, going to all the uh, dirt track races with my grandfather when I was growing up. I mean, every weekend it was a different track in Pennsylvania. And uh, when I heard Logan and then Jacob with Bobby Shark Racing, I'm like, Bobby Allen, this is, man, this is a dream. <laughs> you know, this is a dream. And Bobby's just s such a special guy. He's um, so humble and he's funny and he's so serious, <laughs> you know. Like, I, I expecting this guy to slow down at some point. But, nope. you know, when you get in front of him and he starts talking... And he realized just how passionate he is in his own way of really making it great for his team. And, you know, him and I talk, and he gets emotional because he knows where the team was yes. uh, four years ago, five years ago. And uh, it's not just writing. It's all the sponsors that, you know, Logan has mentioned, and it's really the, the fan support that has it really helped support this. And to see where they've come is just it, I, it's, it's indescribable. I just I feel so good about it. It's absolutely awesome. Dave, we appreciate what you do for us, what you do for the sport. Um, it's incredible what you've done and how big it's gotten. It's absolutely insane, and we're so thankful to be a part of that. And, uh, Logan, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us, and uh, maybe we can back up last year. I believe you were in victory lane for the last call here. We were. I yeah. hope so. I hope to do it again. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Come on. Can we get one of you? We need to win. <laughs> We're winning, baby. There it is. I love it. I love it. Pride. Passion. Performance. We are. We are. We are Team Dryden. The Dryden family, the Allen family, all part of the great story of sprint car racing, and we have had a ball over the last couple of years telling that story here on Wing Nation. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot -F com.